That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network. Hello and welcome to Content Incapable, where I try to figure out what it really means to adult. Today I spoke to Mutz all about breaking the stereotypes behind adulting. We had a super fun time recording this uh, and played a really awesome game, so I really hope you enjoy. Welcome to Content Capable, Mutz. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing great. I'm so excited to be here to talk to you and talk <laughs> on this podcast. I absolutely love listening to it and it's, yeah, I'm so excited. Oh, I've really wanted to have you on for like yonks and yonks and I've been thinking and thinking about how could I like have Mutz on for like a really, really great episode. <laughs> and then you kind of like gave me the theme of today's episode all in one go. Aww. Um, And I was like, um, that's like perfect <laughs> <laughs> um, because, we, you know, over the last many, many weeks we've been talking about... Uh, adulting through the lens of, you know, what it is to be, you know, a good adult and what are some things that, you know, we we do and encounter as adults. But then, you know, there's a whole bunch of stereotypes and, like, expectations that people have on us. I, you know, I was just, like, talking to you and I'm like, you know what? Perfect chance. Um, so... I I ask this question and I ask it knowing that it's going to prompt this conversation. How would you say your journey to adulthood has come around? Like how do you, how do you think you became an adult? Oh boy. Um I I mean, yeah, like first of all, um I'm uh 22. Uh became uh 20 uh, or turned 22 earlier this year and I think the I often feel like the worst, most failed adult to ever adult. Uh, but I think the one area in which I feel like maybe I've kind of succeeded was that pretty much as soon as I turned 18, I think a couple of months after I uh, moved out uh, to live uh, on my own. And it's, I mean, I've never looked back. It's been, it's been wonderful. I love living by myself um but like other than that it's just um so uh like as context to the listeners who may not know me uh, i uh suffer from something called uh chronic fatigue syndrome uh or cfs and uh like it makes things like uh well depends on like the severity depends or like uh, varies from uh, from day to day but like uh, things mm-hmm. like uh, reading and studying and like just like being around people socializing can get really tough sometimes so like things like going to school and having a job mm-hmm. gets kind of uh, I mean, difficult at best, impossible at worst. Uh, so, yeah. like, having to, uh, like, I don't currently have a job. I don't currently go to school. Uh, so, like, mm-hmm. the, uh, like, I often feel like I am really bad at, ad- at adulting <laughs> because I, I feel like I am not adulting. I feel like I'm not doing what 
an adult is supposed to do. But, you know... Mm. Um, I, I often feel that as well because, like, not even, like, obviously, you know, you've got a medical condition that explains why, you know, you can't do a lot of things that are considered adulting. But, like, sometimes I just turn around and go, I'm, like, the worst adult ever, <laughs> you know. My my brother, who is less of an adult than I am, is a better adult than me sometimes. And I sit there and I go, you know, why am I, you know... Why am I sitting here, you know, hosting an adulting podcast if I have no idea? I suppose this is the premise. I have no idea what the <laughs> fuck I'm doing with adulting. Um, and, like, and I feel like there, there's this, like, idea that adulting has to be this idea of being productive and getting things done and being, like, a evaluating member of society. But then, like, there are... But then there's that weird pressure, and I feel like it's a not to not to be mean to our American friends, but I feel like it's a very American thing to be like you have to do it always, and it's like, well, no, we don't have to do it always, <laughs> and like having day off days or having like terrible things, you know, ha- happen to you, you know, I'm sure there's adulting that you have to do in your day to day life, but they don't have to be like the biggest things like buying houses or, no. you know, traveling overseas or whatever. Not that I think you've done both of those things. So, <laughs> you know, I was, uh, I was listening to the episode, uh, with Zach and Alex and it was just like, just hearing them talk about moving. It's just like, it's all coming back to me and it's a fucking yeah. nightmare. <laughs> I'm, as of recording, I'm three weeks out from moving home again. Uh, this time to move into hopefully something that's semi-permanent. And I am dreading it with every bone in my body. People ask me, oh, how you, have you packed yet? Or, you know, how are you going with it? I'm like, yeah, I'm doing great. And then I go home and my room is a mess. I'm barely keeping it tidy. Um, there are... Stuff, there's stuff everywhere. I've, I haven't packed a single thing because everything I'm like, I could use this tomorrow or I could need this. Um, and I'm like sitting here going, you know, I just want to enjoy my last three weeks living in a place um, until I have to go into the, the next place and do, start all over again. Oh, boy. <laughs> and it's a whole procrastination cycle. It's like, I don't want to do it. And there's no no one telling me I have to do it or no one forcing me to do it. So I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. Ugh. And so I, I suppose we have to uh, ask the inevitable question. You said you don't have a job at the moment. So then, like, I know it might, might be a bit personal, but then how do you, like, earn money or, like, pay bills and stuff? Um. Yeah, so I currently... Uh... Uh, like I'm getting uh, like what's the word I'm looking for like uh, like welfare essentially uh, okay, like yeah. Uh, yeah it's not fun like having to deal with the uh, like the uh, like um, like labor and welfare center or whatever the yeah. like name of that like it's the most infuriating process in history like there's been like like I don't, I don't remember how long ago, but, like, maybe a couple of years now, there was a scandal, like, involving the uh, Labor and Welfare Center, like, what, uh, like, to do with, 
um, like people getting like wrongfully uh, like accused or like uh, having uh, like yeah. I don't remember what like evading taxes or something, and it was just it was their fault. The fucking well, uh, like, yeah, labor and welfare company. Yeah, and it's nightmarish. Ah, oh, and like, and so I'm a I'm a university student. And I'm really lucky that I get money on top of my like the money I earn from work, which then covers most of my expenses. It means I can save a little bit of money as well. But um, to get that, I have to like report my income every fortnight, and my parents have to report their income every tax season, and. You know, I have to do this and this and this. And then, like, there's always issues with it. And I've always been told that my payment is going to be denied. And I'm sitting here going, just sort it out, please. <laughs> I, mm, yeah, the, just the thought of it. It's just, like, feeling this, like, incredible sense of dread. It's, oh. Yeah. Wonderful. I, Adulting is fun. I was supposed to, yeah, <laughs> I was supposed to uh, report my income last week and I was sitting there going, yep, cool. Uh, and I was like, I can't report it yet because I haven't got my pay slip and, you know, blah, 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 blah. I get a text message yesterday and it goes, your payments will be stopped until you uh, report your income. And I was like, well, shit. <laughs> and so I had to go <laughs> through... Um, I just go through my pay slips and like add everything up, and then they ask you if it's back pay, and it's not necessarily back pay. It's pay for a previous period because my pay comes out really sporadically. Um, but then it's like I don't know. Uh, their definition of back pay is very confusing, so I just ignore it. Um, but, like, all these, like, things. I'm like, am I going to get in trouble for this? Am I going to be doing this right? And then you get into, like, this decision-making spiral where you're like, I'm just not going to do anything. And you sit there, you wait, you delay, you delay, and then it gets worse and worse. And, like, do you have any strategies to, like, make sure that you actually do it? Um... No... <laughs> just like uh, strategies, adulting, what? No, um, no just like no. just like trying to think of uh, just any uh, like semi uh, like responsible sounding answer to it. But yeah, I think the answer is just yeah. no. <laughs> no, yeah, and like I understand. Like, of course, you know, sometimes we just don't have a strategy for something, and I think this is like a a really important thing. Like, you don't have to have a strategy for everything. Um, and something that I need to learn is to just calm my farm and go, you know, that's okay if there's not a strategy. Mm. Never record in the afternoon, Sam, or the morning. <laughs> just don't record. Um, uh, it's, it's like, I, I sit there, like, my medication ran out the other day, and it's an asthma medication, and I was oh, in need of it. And I sat there, and I'm like... I'm just not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And then, like, I went to do it. And then somehow I managed to then be late for my haircut by half an hour because I went and gone and got medication. Oh, I was just like, I regret doing this now. Mm. Just, I regret doing things in general. Yep. 
Oh boy. Yeah, getting I medication suppose... is the worst. <laughs> yeah, oh, it is. Um, and so, like, what are some of the adulting things that you then, like, feel like you have to do but you don't do? Um, honestly, just, I don't know if this is, uh, like, maybe just, like, an anxiety thing, but, like, whenever I feel or, like, hear people talk about uh, doing just anything even semi-related to uh, being an adult, I'm like, wow, I feel like I should be doing this, even though, like, even if the, uh, like, even if it doesn't, like, apply to me at all. <laughs> so, like, I don't know if I have, like, a specific answer to this, but, like, just everything. <laughs> and, like, uh, it's it's very weird because, um, you know, when people mention, like, the adulting that they do, I turn around and I go, yep, haven't done that, don't do that. I'm like, I really just feel like a bit of an imposter sometimes. Yeah. Um, what are some of the stereotypes that you just hate about adulting? Oh, um, just, um, there are like, there are so many that like, I'm trying to be uh, like specific, uh, but like, yeah. uh, yeah, everything from like having a job, like doing taxes, just, uh, and like, even like, even if it's not like, uh, like necessarily like adulting specific, it's like, like being in a relationship is yeah. one that I'm like, uh, and like getting engaged and getting married and having kids and stuff. It's like, None of those are things that I want to do and want to deal with. Like, I have enough, like, like taking care of myself and my own well-being. Like, I do not feel like mm-hmm. I'd be able to, like, help take care of another, like, one or two or three human beings. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, that that's a that's a terrifying thing. At least by having children, part what I I what I want to challenge you on because I know that that's something that my my family sometimes has issues with is like I don't want to like have a partner because then like I'm not worthy or like I'm not you know good enough. I've got, I've got to sort out my own problems and like I agree to that to some extent. Like there are points where you're like, oh, I've got to fix myself first. But then, like, I feel like sometimes we take that to an extreme and we yeah. go, I'm not worthy, like, at all. And, you know, I've got too many issues. And then you just don't even, like, open yourself up to the possibility. Like, I have a very minimal romantic life because I haven't ever felt that I was worthy. But that also doesn't stop me from, like aspiring or like trying from time to time like I never feel worthy I always feel like everyone else around me has got their life put together so much better but then at the same time like it doesn't mean that I can't try or like have a go or have fun because there is no point in living if you aren't enjoying it it's like a it's like when you go to, like, a theme park. There's no point in going to the theme park if you're not going to enjoy it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I definitely agree with that to an extent. And I do think that, like, my, uh, like, I don't want to say fear of, like, uh, like, being in a relationship, but, like, my, uh, like, yeah, like, just my not wanting to be in a relationship has for sure got to do with, uh, something to do with the fact that I do not feel worthy and I don't feel like, uh, I want to subject other people to my <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. Um, but also, I don't know if it's only that, like, I, it's like being within, like, close proximity to other people is something that oh, kind of yeah. gives me anxiety. <laughs> So oh, a hundred percent. You should see me when I go to my parents' place. Oh. <laughs> um, you know, when when I go there, it's ridiculous. Um, so, for context, as of this afternoon, literally forty five minutes ago, we've gone into lockdown. Um, I think this is lockdown four for the state. It's my third or second lockdown. No, it must be my third lockdown. Um, and I am in the worst mood, like, ever. I'm in a terrible mood. Uh, and as much as, you know, uh, my last, the last lockdown we were in, I went and stayed with my family for a couple of reasons. One of them was because I was on holidays at the time and it was like, you know, I just need to get away from the house, you know, enjoy life somewhere else. And my siblings drew, got me crazy. I was like, you're turning me mental. And I was very glad when I left. I'm like, there's a reason why I moved out of home. And I'm very glad that I did because, like, I don't know what I would do without, uh, without like, living on my own. But then there are sometimes, like, I have a roommate. So, obviously, like, I'm in close proximity to him. And I'll be in a lot more close proximity to him over the lockdown. But, you know, it's always nice to, like, know that there is someone there. You know, it's almost like a security blanket. It's like having a puppy dog, I find. You know, you've always got something to come back to. um, No matter whatever's happened in the outside world, there's someone to come back to. Um, You know, who knows what's happened in their day, but... You know, if you've had like a really bad day, sometimes they're just more than happy to sit and listen to you complain for three hours. Um, at the very start, we kind of like ask what's some adulting that you've been doing. Um, so what has some adulting that you've been doing recently? Um, I mean, it's not like super recent. It's like two, three. Yeah, I think it's three weeks ago now. I had to go out to uh, to get my eyes tested to like get uh get a new pair of glasses uh as you can see Mm -hmm. by the fact that i am currently wearing sunglasses they have not yet arrived so uh yeah i'm still stuck not really being able to wear glasses but yeah yeah. um and like other than that it's mostly just like regular like uh like chore uh stuff like uh laundry and yeah uh and everything but yeah. Oh, I find it so satisfying when like laundry goes perfectly because it very rarely does. <laughs> like we talk about, we talk about like the perfect laundry setup, but then at the same time, I'm sitting here going, "When the fuck does it go right?" <laughs> um, there was like a, 
there was a string of three months for me where whenever I did the laundry, it started raining as I was hanging out the clothes. Oh, God. I'm like, really? Um, and, like, I live in a relatively, like, tropical area. Yeah. But, like, not that much. And then the last two weeks have been, like, amazing. The weather has been, like, chest kiss perfect. Um, and um, it's, um, like, so nice. But I have no washing to do. Like, zero washing. And I'm sitting here going, I just want to do washing because this is the perfect time to get it done. And I've just got none. Oh. I suppose, you know, through COVID and that, how were you, like, like, did you, like, really enjoy, like, COVID because it meant, like, you had an excuse to not have to do stuff? Or? I mean, like, to an extent, yes. Uh, I mean, like, at least when it came to, like, uh, like, socializing and, like, not having to, to be around people. I mean, I already, like, wasn't really hanging out with people that often like I don't really have a whole lot of friends as a result of like not going to school and like all the friends that I had in like uh in like middle school or whatever has uh, like all of like they've like moved away to like uh to like further studies or like to get a job because like I live in a (laughs) I said I was about to say fairly small town it's a very small town it's like maybe 1500 population maybe 1500 people so Mm -hmm. uh, like it's not really a place to come to to like you know like further your studies or whatever so like I don't really have a whole lot of people uh, to like uh, hang out with on like a daily basis but like the times that uh, I like did hang out with people and mm-hmm. like really didn't feel like it like thinking back at those times those days covid has been kind of a relief but it is i think the yeah. only way that i i can honestly say that i've like kind of enjoyed in a weird way kind of enjoyed covid but yeah there's been that like great like no pressure yeah. for, like, the last 18 months. You don't have the pressure to have, like, everything sorted, which I think is one of the things that I want to see that when we come out of the pandemic happen again, where we don't have to worry about the issues or, like, the, you know, you've got to have everything sorted. You know, you've got to have a house by age 25 and be married by 30 and have kids by 35. And it's like... No, thank you. I just can't do that. Exactly, yeah. Like, normalize not having your life sorted out. Please, like... Please, yeah. Uh, And that... Like, that's okay. And I think that that's one of the few things that I really want to aim to do with this podcast is, of course, you know, everyone has their, like, little things that they do or their things that they're really good at. But sometimes we just have to normalize not having everything sorted you know, not being the greatest person around traveling or, you know, not being the greatest person at doing the taxes or, you know, I think that there's one of the few things that we just don't um, 
don't uh, understand yet as a society, which is just kind of depressing. Yeah, it it really is. Um, Anyway, um, to lighten things up a little bit, um, I did a bit of research over the past couple of weeks, um, but I have a quick game I want to play. I want... uh, I'm going to read out some negative or or just uh, negative stereotypes about adults. I... I want to see your reaction to them. So, um, when school-age children are asked what they think of the old, wow, that is a great that's a great first half of a sentence right there. Oh dear, what do you think of the old? <laughs> it's like oh no. it's like how old is old, like. Yeah, you know, I'm 19. I could be considered old by a child. Yeah, like I remember. I was, also, uh, like, I remember when I was in kindergarten, and like one of my, uh, like on my dad's side of the family, I have, uh, I think, five or six cousins, and like all of them are older than me. And like, mm-hmm. I remember, like at the time, I think uh, my maybe my second or third oldest cousin was like 17 when I was like five. And I was like, wow, he's so old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, try to continue on with this. <laughs> Shit, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. We gotta, we've got to get through it at some stage. When school-aged children are asked what they think of the old, they often reveal negative views and ageist stereotypes in several studies, children regarded older people as ugly and sick. Good lord. <laughs> wow. I mean... <laughs> Are we ugly and sick? Wow. I mean... I feel like once we become an adult, and like this is on illness in general, I think. Once you become an adult, you start to realize that like things can go wrong, or like there are things that were never quite fixed as a child. Like I didn't realize that I have asthmatic reactions to um, cold related illnesses. And so I have to now be really, really careful with that. and, and, like, things like that. And I think we come... Like, adults, especially our generation, come across as more sick. But it's more the fact that we're just a little bit more on top of it. Yes. <laughs> um, ugly, though. I'm worried about the ugly. Yeah, that's like... What? <sighs> why ugly and sick? Like, what... Why... Why... Just... I'm so confused. This raises more questions than an answer. <laughs> it's like... I'm sorry, where did that come from? It's like, where did you... Hmm. Okay. You know what they probably... You know what they probably did? They probably picked that one loud kid in the class who's got all the controversial opinions. (laughs) They do it every time. Journalists, researchers. We just... We're terrible at it. We pick the loud kid and they've got the worst views. Yeah, and it's like... Yeah, the average opinion... Is just is, and then you take only the opinion of the loud kid. Yeah, great, wonderful. Yeah, um, that adults are also associated with a decline in physical and psychological capacities, such as deterioration of skin, bones, posture, hearing, and thinking power, as well as bad temper, impatience, and their inability to cope with stress. What the fuck <laughs> is wrong with children? 
By the way, this study is from 1979 and 1981. So this isn't even children. This is our parents. <laughs> oh, boy. Holy shit. Okay, deterioration of skin, bones, posture, hear- hearing, and thinking. Okay, skin, I understand, because this is where, like, skincare becomes a smart thing. And, like, you've got to, like, protect your skin because it's not going to be the same as when you were a baby. Bones? I'm sorry, children break bones every second day. Yeah. What are we talking about here? <laughs> your children can't talk. Stop it. <laughs> um, also, I like to picture posture- children using the word deteriora- deterioration. Yeah, words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that. That is wild. Um, posture? I'm sorry. <laughs> Not everyone has bad posture. I know I do. <laughs> same. Theoretically, same. I, I'm like, theoretically, I should have good posture. I'm a musician. On a normal day, no, thank you. I'm sitting on my computer. I have my chair all the way down low so that my head is within the camera without looking directly into my chin. Because otherwise I'd be crouched over like this. <laughs> uh, hearing... I can't kind of understand that. Like, the more loud noises you're exposed to, the more the hearing goes. But thinking power. This is where I get fucked up. I'm like, what? Like, I know, like, oftentimes, like, we can be a little slow. But that doesn't mean that we're dumb. No. I love, I love the balls the children have. Like, they've just, they've got such confidence in the fact that we're bad at things. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, this is, um, this is great. This, this is awesome. <laughs> I should do this more often. I should find a random Please study do. about the topic and just just read the misconceptions. Please do um, that. This is is this the abstract? No, it's not. This is the introduction to this study here. Uh, <laughs> um, bad temper. I'm like. Okay, I was in a bad mood today, but, like, I don't necessarily have a bad temper. Maybe dealing with children, actually. Dealing with children, I have a bad temper. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the, the children brought that one on themselves. Um, uh, impatience. Um, would we say that adults are impatient? I don't, I don't necessarily agree. I... We probably... Like, as much as things annoy us and we might get impatient, we're not, like, going to be, like, an impatient person. I don't know. No, I... Like, I I don't necessarily think that I'm, like, super impatient either. Like, I don't know. I'm competitive, which leads to impatience um, very, very quickly. Uh, And I've watched myself deteriorate very quickly with impatience. Um, And... Inability to cope with stress. And this is one that I don't understand. Like, stress is a weird concept because stress is relative as well. Yeah. Like, you know, you've got, uh, you know, your medical condition means that, you know, a lot of things are a little bit, a lot of things are more stressful for you than others. I don't know. Be interesting if we put like an adult's amount of stress on a child. Yeah, I want to do that now. Experiment. <laughs> Fucking like do my taxes, bitch! Like Jesus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Buy a house. 
Okay, from a 2007 study, children are also described uh, also described older people as less active, weak, and slow. Uh, I don't know. I, less active. You're a pretty active person. Like... It's like, I feel like it just... Like... Like most things, I feel like it varies from person to person, like, regardless of age. Yeah. And, I mean, like, sure, if you're, uh, like, I don't know, 80 to 90 years old, like, like, a, like, pretty big trend is that, like, like, being active is, and, like, exercising on a regular basis is harder. Like, that's... Like, sure. Yeah. But at, like, 20 to 30, then, like, it's... Yeah, I don't think people are necessarily less active around those... Uh, like, around that age, uh, like, as, uh, like, compared to, like, uh, I don't know, like, Five to eight. I don't know what the like, yeah. uh, like the age. Uh... I can understand. Like, I'm thinking because obviously the Olympics is running at the moment at the time of recording. Yeah. Like, I can understand. Like, slow. Like, as you get older, you're not gonna. Your reaction time is gonna be a little bit slower, and like you're gonna be a little bit behind the eight ball. Um. What's her name? That gymnast who had to, the American gymnast who had to pull out of the gymnastics. Um, she's twenty four and the, she's considering retirement. Like she's yeah. she's like trying to get herself set up for retirement. I'm like whoa, Jeez. you know. I, I, admittedly, gymnastics is probably one of the hardest things you can yeah. do to your body. Yeah. But I don't know. Children, the worst. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. All age-related stereotypes, however, were not unequivocally negative. On the contrary, they seemed in some cases similar to those expressed by young adults who perceived lower competence but higher warmth in older versus younger adults. Oh, and then they go to define warmth um, and competence as cardinal dimensions. So let's skip that section. Okay, let's move on to uh, some of the better stereotypes then. Um, kind, friendly, trustworthy, um, skillful, assertive, intelligent, and independent. It's interesting. So what this study is basically saying, and I'll link the study in the, uh, in the description study is basically saying that the older you get as a child, the more that respect you have for adults I find very funny. Um, ah, okay. A more recent study using classroom discussions has also revealed dual views of older people described as suffering from health challenges but being good playmates. I suppose. <laughs> I'm look. The the start of this was so much better than the end. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then it finishes up. They finished up the report there. Um, I'll link this report in the, uh, in the description. But I think that's a very interesting, like, snapshot into what people think are adults. 
Yeah. So, like, on a day-to-day basis, like, what do you normally do as an adult? Um, I mean, not really a whole lot. Like, like other than, like, go to the grocery store and stuff like that, it's mostly just, it's really not not a lot. I don't know if it's, like, I mean, like, normally I will, like, make dinner and stuff and, like, right now motivation is kind of low and it's i've not really been doing a whole mm-hmm. lot of that i really do want to uh get back to it and also like the thought of like going to the grocery store buying the food that i need to make dinner when i know that i have very little money is just the most depressing and anxiety inducing thing on the planet so like yeah, making dinner is, uh, is not always the easiest thing, but, like, mm-hmm. like yeah, just, just a, like, very basic stuff uh, for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, laundry and, like, doing the dishes and stuff. From my perspective, it seems as if, like, you don't go out very often and things like that, which is, you know, totally fine. Um, I'm the same. I'm terrible at going out. I feel flattered that people invite me to their birthday events. Um, but um, how, how do you, like, tap out? How do you go, you know, this is it, I've had enough? How do you know when that's gotten to that point? Um, I think that, like, while while I'm doing it, I'm, like, it's kind of hard to tell, like, when enough is enough. So I just... Uh, like usually I have to just like set a time uh, limit to mm-hmm. it. Like for a while, I've not really been great at following this uh, advice or like this limit. But like I used to have like a max limit of like two hours spent socializing uh, because otherwise I'd just be completely drained. But um, yeah, uh, I've not really been very good at following it. So, but yeah, I yeah. think, I think I'm getting better at it. Uh, and l- just like, uh, telling people that, yeah, I'm starting to get kind of, yeah, I'm starting to feel like I need to just, to just recover basically. So. Mm. And do you like, do like community work or, you know, how do you, how do you spend your days? Uh, I mean, now during COVID, it's been mostly just staying inside, uh, mm-hmm. just, yeah, watching YouTube, playing video games, uh, you know, the really cliche, uh, young yeah. adult stuff. Uh, but yeah, like, I think, like, normally I do try to, like, at least, uh, get out to, like, like go for a walk uh, every now and then. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. It's I'm not great at like getting outside. Uh... Oh, I'm terrible. Like, it's like who needs to go outside when like there is a movie to watch? Yeah, or, you know, I can do this. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I used to. Um, I will say I did used to go to the gym. Uh, on like a fairly regular basis but then like covid so i have not 
<laughs> gone to the gym in like 18 months plus at this point so so covid like you're still like restricted in your like goings about or are you just like it's now like an anxiety thing or yeah like, as in like the like, the worry that you might get covid or something and now it's i think more of uh, more of an anxiety thing i don't think there's like a like not like a real like i'm lucky enough to live in an area where covid is not that big of a problem um mm-hmm. but like uh and like i've gotten both my vaccines and everything but like yeah. there's still the like but what if feeling yeah the what if yeah, yeah. so uh it's i totally understand that like I don't know. When we went into lockdown today, the whole concept was we, we got five cases this morning. I'm like, we got five cases. We're shutting down the majority of the population of the state. Um, you know, everyone go home. Don't leave your house unless it's absolutely essential. And I'm sitting here going, you know, cool, cool. Um, you know, I'm now terrified that I'm going to get COVID if I go to the shops this afternoon or, you yeah. know. And it's kind of, like, terrifying. And, like, as an adult, you feel like you can get, like, there's real-world consequences for your actions as well. I suppose that's something, like, we don't expect as, like, children. It's like, oh, you know, whatever I do, my parents will, you know, yeah. tell me off maybe for it. Or, you know, and, you know, there's no real-world consequences for my actions. But then, like, as an adult, like, I, like, I got sick at the start of the week and I was you know, not very well. And I had to turn around and go, I don't want to be that person who spreads whatever I have around, even if it isn't COVID. So I was like, you know, I just got to tap out and say, no, I can't go to X, Y, Z just so I could protect people. And it's, you know, kind of depressing from time to time because you go, I have to do this really boring adult thing and just go say no to something that I really want to say yes to. Oh man, I wish I wish more people would be, uh, you know, like focusing on uh, trying to, like focusing on the like the safety of the human race, essentially, and yeah, just like thinking, <laughs> thinking about like, I mean, I'm gonna like generalize horribly, but like, like over in the U.S., like everything is just fucking bonkers. Oh. Like, they were talking about Tokyo the other day because we keep... Because, okay, to be honest, I'm a slut for the Olympics. Um, so, um, as soon as the Olympics are on, it's all I think about. Yeah. Uh, I have been listening to one song by the Veronicas all for the last two weeks, I think. And it's just been that one song. Not even podcasts or anything. Just that song. Oh, it's wonderful. Um, and... Uh, it's called Untouched by the Veronicas. And the Veronicas are an Australian duo. And, like, because we got the 2032 Olympic bid, I'm, like, so excited because um, it's in my city. And I, I'm, like... <laughs> and then and then my journalism professor turned around and goes, let's have a look at the wor- what the world's thinking about, you know, Brisbane in 2032. And uh, he tur- we turn around and she t- turns off a headline and it's, like... Uh, Brisbane backwater to become Olympic Cinderella. And we turn around and we go, what the heck? <laughs> Don't call us a backwater. Um, 
but like oh I completely lost what I was going to say um oh I'm like sitting there going oh yeah in Tokyo 4,000 cases a day I'm like we would be like the sirens would be going off um and just you know I just sometimes I don't understand and obviously like everything's relative uh, and we're dealing with the Delta variant, which is highly contagious, and we're all terrified. But, and like we had protests last weekend about lockdowns. One in Brisbane where there wasn't a lockdown, <laughs> and now we're in lockdown. It's like, well, look what you made us do. <laughs> you have become the very thing you swore to destroy. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, and so. Like, where to from here? Like, what what would be, like, your goals in the future? Um, I think... I mean... Like, I really want to become a, uh, a writer. Uh, so, like, mm-hmm. getting into, like, a decent, like, working routine uh, with that, uh, I think has to be, like, one of my, like... Uh, like one of my big, uh, one of my big goals. Um, and, I mean, hopefully, uh, like a little down the line, uh, I'll be able to, like, move away from, from this place to, uh, a, like, some place that, like, it's bigger, like, more, like, where it's easier to, like, go out and, like, meet people that I want to hang out with. I'm, like, right now, I'm just, like, yeah. thinking about the Move and Icre Network uh, people over in yeah. Richmond. Like, please, I want to move. I want to move there. But, um, but yeah, like, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully yeah. I'm going to be able to uh, save up enough money to uh, to do that. Um, or just anywhere, really. Uh, but, like, mm-hmm. more... Uh, I like I want to say and like I feel like this is gonna like uh, contradict kind of what we've been talking about but uh, like I want to get into like a decent routine of like being able to do the like stereotypical adulting stuff you know yeah Um, but yeah I have no idea how uh, how well that part of things is gonna go or like how soon it's gonna happen but yeah i don't know hopefully maybe maybe yeah. at some point and it's the that's the, the terror terrifying part i uh, like this is like the annoying thing like on one hand like we aren't perfect adults and it's really really annoying that like when people expect us to be a perfect adult yeah. and then there's this other hand it's this desire it's like i want to get into this routine and just like live my life in this like nice routine without any stress or anything um and like there's this weird dichotomy of you know one half of me is like you know fuck the system fuck the establishment just do whatever you want yeah. and the other half of me is like can I can I join the adult society <laughs> uh, please um oh. and like I'm I just yeah I'm just like please like I just would love to um be a part of that um 
like that adulting. Well, I feel like I'm like a successful adult. Like I look at my parents, and yes, my father works forty five hours a week, and yes, my mother looks after ten children and is always stressed. But I'm like, they're really successful adults, you know. They do that, and they've got a social life, How? and you know, they enjoy what they do. Um, lots of family parties is the house <laughs> okay, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like on Sunday night the other week, my one of my one of family friends she sent me a snapchat and she's like, "Are you guys coming?" And I'm like, "No, I'm like out. I'm sorry, I'm not going to my parents' place for dinner tonight, um, even though I really wanted to." Um, and so like she would like send, be sending me updates of the stupid things my, my siblings were doing, but like you know it was more for my parents to like have fun and socialize with each other. Yeah. Um, and it's just, yeah, uh, kind of terrifying. Um, is there anything else that we you wanted to talk about? Or um, I don't think so. I think we've touched on touched on all of it. Like everything I can think yeah. of. I suppose if there was one piece of advice you had to give to someone who was like struggling with like feeling like an adult, what would you tell them? Oh boy. Um, yeah, I, I mean, as we've covered, I feel like I'm the least qualified to give advice on this topic, but I'll do my best. Um, okay. Stalling for time, stalling for time, stalling for time. Uh, stalling, 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 stalling. <laughs> focusing so much on stalling that I am unable to focus on trying to think of any advice. Great. This is going great. I'm nailing this. Um, okay. Uh, um, I feel like I'm going to, like, come across as the biggest hypocrite, and, I mean, it's not wrong. I am a giant hypocrite. But, like, yeah, like, as we've talked about, the, like, adulting is, like, it's very relative. It's, like, like, we, like, there are so many, like, stereotypes, and, like, like, you may feel, like, pressured to... Uh, yeah, like, feel like, like, adulting is doing this a certain way or that a certain way, and, like, um, like, it's not really, like, that's not really the case. Like, adulting is, I feel like it's just, just like a stupid made-up construct, you know? Like, it's just kinda, like, it's become such a, like, common, like, phrase when, like, in reality, it's, like, not really... You know what I mean? Like, I'm having a kind of a hard yeah. time to I, describe. I think, like, adulting, and to, like, extend on that, is, like, an extension of, you know, things you might find difficult. Yes. Or, you know, as a child, you just wouldn't do. Yeah. Um, you know, and sometimes, like, adulting's a good thing. Like, you know, I got to, you know, learn how to do my taxes for the first time. And, you know, the... Uh, the other, um, the other things is like, well, you know, I had to tell my landlord that I wasn't going to renew the lease and, you know, I had to explain to her why I was moving out or like I had to confront someone about their, you know, their views or, you know, something that I was finding upsetting. And like, I think there are two sides. There's like a really positive, happy-go-lucky side, but it doesn't have to always be that positive and happy-go-lucky yeah. side. You know, sometimes you can just, you know, talk about the shit that's been going on. And that's, you know, terrible. I think adulting can be summed Um, up 
in the one word oof. Oh, my favorite word. <laughs> uh, as many people on the Movie Night Crew Network Discord server know, um, that is my favorite word. Uh, and I use it way too fucking much. Um, oftentimes it's just when I'm not quite sure how to yeah, react. Yeah, for and sure. So, so people just go, you know, what the heck? Um, and then, yeah, it's uh, just weird. Um, I suppose the last question I've got for you is when you are doing things that may be adulting related, may not be, how do you like feel like, I, you know, I'm growing, I'm growing as a human being. I'm like becoming an adult. Okay. Um, like, honestly, like there's the like internalized definition that's like... Uh, like, just any adult that, like, that you see where you have, like, this, like, like kind of childish belief that, like, they are, like, doing it well. Uh, but there's also, like, like, honestly, like, if you're able to, like, honestly, just have a, like, try to have a good time. Like, if you're able to enjoy yourself despite having to, uh, and, like, it is really hard. Like, I know that it's really hard but like if you're able to enjoy yourself despite you know uh yeah like entering into the face of your life that's like yeah like having to do all the like boring anxiety inducing shit that is adulting like doing your taxes buying a house all that shit like if you're able to enjoy yourself uh like in spite of that and like then yeah i'd say i'd say that's like probably what i consider a successful adult because it's really fucking hard oh yeah a hundred percent i'm like i'm sitting here like i have like seven screens open um seven yeah seven um you know one of them's got an assignment that's due in two weeks time the other one's you know discord and the chaos that is discord and obviously zoom and audacity are running in the background and like my mind is split so much between things but like for a hot minute, if I go, I need to make sure I'm having yeah. fun, the rest of the, my day is often just perfect. And I think that, that that's really awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Mutz, for being on the podcast. I really enjoyed speaking to you. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been an amazing time. I've been, like, really nervous about, like, coming across as someone who's, like, has no idea what they're doing and just, like, like the like non-stop feeling of like people think I'm just being lazy, you know. Like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I feel like it's been like like I feel like we've been able to have a conversation that's like made me feel like just any like level of adulting is valid, and it, I really do appreciate it. It's been it's been a great time to be on. Thank you, thank you so much. Now you're making me feel self conscious. Self conscious. Um, um, is there anything you want to plug? Any uh, yeah, media that um, you've been consuming? Yeah, um, I would like to uh, plug a YouTuber. His name is Ryan George. Um, if you are not aware of who Ryan George is, he uh, he does the uh, pitch meetings on uh, over on the Screen Rant YouTube channel. They're like these like uh, YouTube videos where like. He's, 
Okay, but okay, I've yeah. just searched him up and that that's awesome. But he looks like Dan. Are we sure he's not Dan? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Oh my god, every time, every time uh, watching, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I know this person. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's great. Um, his, uh, it's like, he's, like, each video is, like, tackles each, uh, like, tackles a new movie or TV show where it's like, it's the, uh, pitch uh, meeting or like uh, where uh, he like pitches the idea of a movie but like it always ends up being like like he always touches on the like just most the, the ridiculous aspects of yeah. the movie or TV show in question and it's just fucking hilarious he also has a uh, like his own like uh, like more personal or like not personal account but like his own YouTube channel where uh, like, same, like, a similar concept, he's, uh, like, playing, like, every character you see is played by him, and it's, uh, it's wonderful, so, like, you get videos like, um, uh, if Canadian Winter had a, uh, video game, and <laughs> <laughs> if a ghost possessed someone in 2020, and, like, how no one would react to, to, uh, anything that happened, because, like everything is just going to shit, and I think yeah. like one of the very like um, one of the very like um, relevant videos to today's topic is if uh, adulthood had a job orientation day. Ooh. <laughs> I watched it this morning. It's phenomenal. That that sounds way too good. I, I think I'm gonna have to watch that after. Oh, it's so um, good. He's, he's fucking hilarious. Like comedic genius, honestly. Oh, I love those people. There's some people that just just got that excellent timing and just always got it. Um, yes. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, both uh, both my handles are the same. It's m dot fur m d o t f u r. So. Uh, like yeah. A dot a dot ham m dot fur. Yes, exactly. Oh, it I took me to... months to get that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm embarrassed, but it took me months. Oh, oh um, that's great. Uh, I'm Sam. Uh, if I I'm very terrible at saying what my name is. Uh, uh, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at sam.the.journalist. No, the dot is not spelt out. Um, <laughs> and then um, you can find me on Instagram at samobjournalist. Thank you. Tw- uh, find me on Twitter, sorry, at samobjournalist. Thank you, Twitter, for ruining my career. No. Um, <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to plug today. Ooh, actually, I think I've got a better plug um actually no i'm not i think this is going to be the perfect time to plug this um it's called it's a lovely french book called toby alone by timothy de Fonbel. it is the most beautiful book i've read the english translation because i can't speak french um it is the most beautiful book i have ever read i cannot re- recommend it any higher um it's it's a two book like you can read each book by themselves but 
two books there's two books there's toby alone and toby and the secrets of the tree and it is the most beautiful book series ever and it's all about this i think he's 12 maybe 14 year old boy as he grows and becomes an adult and a man and takes responsibility for his actions and his life and his and looks after those around him and it just like every time I reread it and every time I think about it, I just cannot stop getting like really emotional about it. So um, definitely go check that out. I really, um, really highly, I cannot recommend it any higher than I have. I love that. I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah. It's one of, um, one of the few books that if anyone asks me for book recommendations, this is the first one that I recommend because it, um, it just, it's written quite simply as well. It almost reads like Percy Jackson. Uh, yep. uh, it, uh, is a little slow in the start, but like, it, it just keeps going and you're like plot twists left, right and center and like backstabbing and things like that. And I just, yeah, just love it so much. Anyway. Thank you for listening to Content and Capable. You can follow the podcast socials at content, the letter N, capable, on Instagram and Twitter. You can send a super boring email to us through contentandcapablepod at gmail.com. The art was done by Opia. You can follow them on opia underscore art on Instagram. Opia is spelled O-P-I-A. Feel free to message them about making art for your project. Our music was written, recorded, and edited by Nora Strauss-Reeds. You can find Nora at Kane underscore I, that's I as in the body part, on Instagram and Twitter. Feel free to message her about making music for your project or editing your podcast. I am proud to be a part of the Movie Night Crew Network, which features the restricted section, a chapter-by-chapter Harry Potter pod with lots of spoilers all the time, the Movie Night Crew, join some friends as they react to some terrible, some meh, and some really great movies, and Fandom's Gone Wrong, a show that discusses all things fandoms. My Cabbages, an Avatar podcast that follows the true hero of Avatar The Last Airbender, the Cabbage Cart Guy, and Of the Eldest Gods, a chapter-by-chapter Rick Rorodin pod full of myths and legends. Listen, we didn't want to be half-bloods. If you're listening to this because you think you might be one, our advice? Stop listening to this podcast right now. Percy Jackson had the right idea when he told people to stop reading the books, detailing his adventures as a half-blood. But we didn't listen to his warnings. And that's why we started this podcast, Of the Eldest Gods, where we read books written by Rick Riordan and talk about how they affected us as kids and continue to as semi-adults. You can find us every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. Do you think we fooled them for a second there? God, I hope not. Bring on the monsters. We're making a podcast. <laughs> Content and Capable is a podcast all about answering the question, how do you adult? Don't forget to rate and review it on your favorite podcatcher, and I will see you next Monday for another episode. That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network.